0: This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Voice
1: of hope. Voice of hope.
0: It's time for the segment, The Hearts of the Church.
2: Hello, our wonderful friend. you welcome once again to the heart of the church today we promise you another interesting study where we are looking at some facts of the bible that is pointing to identifying the little horn and i am here as always your host emmanuel laie with our friends
3: gloria osei Bafu.
2: frank pokuboyen thank you so much for coming and i know we'll have a nice time today looking at identifying who the little horn is frank please pray with us
4: almighty father we thank you in this period of study we invite you to take your seat within us and teach us for we are ready to listen to you thank you very much for being with us amen
2: amen so the letter home you know this is a an, an object or let me say a prophetic um, representation that was given in the bible that is daniel's time and we've agreed, we've all seen that Protestants from the beginning of the century have all identified the the later on as the Roman Church. And when I say the Protestants, you know people like John Wycliffe, uh, Martin Luther, we have John Haas and even those who brought about our churches. That's why we have other churches like the Methodist Church and we have the Presbyterian and things like that. All these have come to an a conclusion that the Roman Church is the Little Horn. Uh, can you give us some more insight into that please,
4: Frank? Roman church being identified as the Little Horn. In fact we need to understand what the Little Horn is in the first place. Then we are able to associate very well with what it is when we are looking at these historical figures.
2: Alright, thank you very much. And with that, I think I'll ask Gloria to give us the characteristics of the little horn. Hmm,
3: the little horn. <clears throat> in fact, because of time, uh-huh. we would have had to read the two accounts. Daniel okay. 7, chapter 7, especially from verse 8 downwards. And then the account of another vision Daniel in presented in Daniel 8. All in all these, the world kingdoms were presented with the symbols of these animals and the little horn grew out of the fourth uh, kingdom, the fourth beast uh-huh. And there are similarities which all point to the same kingdom, the same power. and some of those similarities include the fact that both are described as horns uh-huh. which denotes that kingdom arising out of uh, kingdom and both are persecuting powers. They are not just kingdoms, just as like the kingdom of Babylon, uh, Medo Persia, these ones persecute. And who do they that does it persecute? This kingdom also enter into the realm of religion, self exalting and blasphemous, blasphemes against God Himself and exalts <coughs> itself above, sorry, God and His power. Again, we are told that in these two accounts, these kingdoms, we are told, this this horn, Persecutes, as in the second point, but the persecution is targeted at God's people. Okay. God's people again, the same ki- the same horn, which is the kingdom. They both have what aspects of their ac- activity delineated by prophetic time. Uh, if we should go into the account very well, there is a time given, specific time allocated to what they would be doing, and both accounts. In Daniel also prophesied the exact time again we say both extend until the end of time that even though there is a point that there is it is wounded it seems that there is power has uh, been reduced but this power we are told that it will still extend its rule as uh, subtly or directly through whichever means both ways it extends its kingdom through time to the end. And then lastly, both powers in the the two accounts, they that horn's power was not destroyed by any other earthly kingdom, but its destruction came through supernatural means. So it tells us that both accounts are talking about the same power which we must delve into and then find out more.
2: Unfortunately our time was not that much but you know you really started um it and he said we should identify some of these characteristics so uh, looking at the little horn and now we know the characteristics uh, the question can be what what is the let me put this way what power came out of rome that is the roman empire and then continued a kind of political sociological religious uh, authority what the people for some
4: time which power was that now if we go back to our introduction we identified that Protestants have concluded or have all come to a conclusion that this little horn power is the Roman church. Now you see, it is a church. Uh It is not entirely a kingdom. It is coming out of one of the kingdoms like she gave us in the fourth, that is the Roman Empire. So it means that in that era, a church sprang up. And looking at all the features that we have identified in Daniel chapter 7 and then Daniel chapter 8, there is only one church and that is why Protestants have concluded that it is the Roman church and of course the papacy.
2: Thank you very much for that insight. Of course, it is a papacy and we all came out of the holy catholic church because catholic means one and we all came out of that but over the years we had various diversions of uh, our church um, from various versions to what we have now and it looks like what stands out is that the little horn is now separate from what uh, the Bible has mentioned it to be supposed to be a little home, but uh, we'll come more to this study, sir, cherish friend, because we don't have much time to go into it. We understand that the focus is on Christ. We need to see Christ in all our dealings, and relating to Him, we have our salvation. I'll ask Gloria to pray with us as we close the chapter on the session.
3: Father, we thank you for another study. We continually ask you that it is you and your spirit alone that would guide us to your truth. Please, we beseech you to guide us to your truth and help us abide by your words. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. So tomorrow will come your way again with an interesting study. Again, we'll be looking at investigative judgment and what that applies to you, our dear listener. Until then, stay blessed.
5: You are welcome again to the program Pillow Talk. We love the way you follow us. We are so much grateful for your time. And as I told you the last time, we didn't finish with the topic premarital sex. So today we're going to continue from where we reached. And once again, I have my panel members here with me. I have Miss Opon F.E. Jemima, who is here with us. Madam, you are welcome. Thank you. I also have Madam and Saint Dubwatin. Then I also have Madam Patience Amatando, who happens to be Pastor's wife. So, listener out there, stay with us as we go into our discussion. Panel members, you are welcome once again. Thank the last you. time, if you remember, we got to the effects of premarital sex. And uh, we started with the physiological, I remember, and the psychological. We couldn't finish because of time. I want us to take it from there and continue. Do we still have any other effects apart from these two that we spoke about?
6: We also have spiritual effects. Okay, Madam Ajua. Uh-huh. okay so when you read Exodus chapter 20 verse 14 the okay. Bible says that do not commit adultery and so if you sleep with somebody who is not your wife or oh, your husband, husband you have sinned okay. against the okay. law because sin is a transgression of the law so spiritually it is a sin okay, okay and then we also have First um, Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16 okay. that says when you co- um, join yourself to a harlot, you become one with that person okay. and you separate yourself from God and so when you sleep with somebody who is not your, no, wife, your wife yes you have separated yourself from oh, god it means any bad thing can be for you oh. because you are outside the protection of god thank you
5: very much for that so um listener out there we have talked about the physiological the psychological and the spiritual panel members i would like us to go into In fact, we have known what premarital sex is. You have helped us to understand the misconceptions about it. We have talked about the effects that one can, you know, get when the person involves himself or herself in this. I want us to go into the measures we can put in place to prevent it. Of course, we may have teenagers out there who have involved themselves, but still there is hope. And therefore, I want to see what are the measures that we can put in place to prevent it. I want you to take it from the parental view. I want you to take it from the teacher's side and the society as a whole. So, Miss Upon, if you can, take one of them. What are the measures to prevent it?
7: uh for the measures uh in talking about parental role as to how parents can the things parents can do to avoid this Mm -hmm. i think the first most important role is to really get to know your child very well um if it's a Christian family, of course we advocate that you pray with your children and have worship with them. But yes, okay. but you really also have to get to know them well. Sometimes parents think that the fact that we've have, we've had worship or mm-hmm. devotions with them, everything, okay. everything is fine, but it's not. Right. If you are the mother, really get to know your daughter, get to know your son, talk to them, ask them. Because naturally when children, when, adol- when you reach the adolescent stage, you tend to have this feeling towards the opposite sex okay. it naturally comes yes. so you have to really talk to them to get to know if somebody's well, in, yes, in if somebody's in their life, life if the person is in their life what are they doing and really let them know that you know sex exists and they will, they will have feelings to do it it's not wrong to have the feelings, but you don't have to act on that okay. feeling right. so that they know that if they are feeling certain way, I
6: can come to mommy, I can come to daddy. And
5: tell and him they, or her yes. because they have confidence in their yeah. parents. Madam, I want you to take it from there.
6: Okay. So on the part of teachers, okay. um, we have <clears throat> to intensify sex education mm. in our schools. Okay, um, Most parents are not very comfortable Know teaching their children about sex, Mm -hmm. and so teachers should take it up and then help in that regard,
5: madam. You want to add something? The prevention,
6: no, the parental, okay,
5: okay, go ahead. Uh, madam, Jemima was saying that you have to know know your children, your children. Yeah, I want to add that uh, it's not just about asking them, okay, you have to really make friends with your children, all right, so that they will trust you, Mm -hmm, as you mm -hmm, mentioned, mm -hmm. so that anything that they will. Have on their mind, they can they discuss so freely free to come to you with to you, discuss. Thank and you through that, yeah. I don't think it will be very difficult talking to them about sex if you are, right. you have that relationship with, with your them. children, okay? Because God God created a family for a purpose, all right? So, if parents do not learn mm-hmm. to know how they should handle their children, it will, it will be a problem, a problem and it may lead to yeah. some of these things, okay? Is there any hope for anyone who has engaged myself or herself in this premarital sex?
0: oh
7: yes of course uh-huh. there's always hope yes. we thank God for Jesus Christ who okay. came to die for us <laughs> so there's always hope right. Uh premarital sex in the Christian world it's a sin and we know that when we all sin and we come to god so
5: what specific thing can you tell the listener out there to do if he or she has already engaged himself or himself in it i want practical okay. ways that so first emotions.
7: pray okay. pray to god prayer? and okay. ask for forgiveness right. from what you've done because it's against its will mm-hmm. and then also ask of strength so that you don't indulge yourself in it again okay. Madam
6: you want to add something yeah, and then you make a conscious effort not to do that again. Okay. Okay, so by surrounding yourself with good people, mm-hmm. reading good books, mm-hmm. watching things that will edify mm-hmm. you instead right. of things that will make you, your mind drift mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, and true. also seek counseling. You know, it's sometimes you are growing up. You are mm-hmm. going through so many challenges. Seek the counsel of people who are older. And when you do that, you'll be able to go okay. through life as expected, avoiding right. some of these things. Okay, mother,
5: you want to add? I to believe that uh, mm-hmm. before somebody can decide to maybe withdraw from that mm-hmm. the person has to be convinced that what he's doing it's is wrong, wrong. yeah of course. Uh-huh. so you, if you if that starts then that, that person will be able to go through the prayer mm-hmm. the counseling mm-hmm. okay. if the person is not convinced of that the is dangers really committing sin.
6: there's you nothing not that you, you can do to help
5: of uh-huh. okay
6: Thank also you. Okay, I yeah i wanted to me. add um you have to have a pledge that i wouldn't sin against god okay. just like the three hebrew boys did you okay. know they purposed in their hearts not to sin. sin so you should also have a plan that i don't want to commit premarital okay. sex okay. and when you do that the lord will help you to stick to the pledge exactly you
5: have the lord will help you to stick to the pledge that you have made to yourself so our listener out there if you have engaged yourself in premarital sex my panel members are telling you that all hope is not lost. There is still hope for you. Read good books, go for counseling, watch you no know, Christ-like movies yes. and make friends with people you think you can make friends with and don't let prayer pressure and all those things drive you into Primarital sex because it is a sin. And I know the Bible also frowns on it. Yes. I think so. The Bible frowns on it. So that is what Primarital sex is all about. I believe you have followed us up to the latter part of this program and I know you have chosen something from it. Very interesting, very educative and therefore you're going to abide by some of these things that the panel members have given you, and I know God being with us, things will go on very well with us. Thank you for joining us once again. It has been Pillow Talk, and I've been doing this with Miss Oponyefuye Jemima, Madam Ajua and Saindu Boatin, Madam Patience Amatando, Pastor's wife, your host Matilda Obinche. We will come your way another time. Just stay tuned and follow us, Pillow Talk. Thank you.
4: Come thou, found of every blessing, to my heart to sing thy
1: praise. Streams of mercy, never ceasing,
0: call for songs of loudest praise. my vision, oh.
6: Sonnet sung by flaming tongues above,
3: waking or sleeping, like like presence. My.
6: My heart, Lord, take and
0: seal it, seal it for thy good Dear friend, we would like to receive your feedback, so call us on the number 233 501561849.
1: I greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. This is present truth. And your host, Pastor Charles Echampodia. Before we listen to the word of God, I want us to pray. Bow down your heads and let's pray. O God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, We thank you for the love you show unto us each and every day as we prepare ourselves for your word. May you come and talk and speak to our hearing. In Jesus' name, amen. The topic for my short sermon is titled, This Must You Know, or You Must Know This. Let's read a Bible quotation in Acts chapter 22, verse 14. Then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, and see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. Amen. Friend, this is the voice of the Lord, of our fathers, of your fathers, He says that you should listen to the voice of the Lord. This is what the Lord has for you. In your life, you should listen to him. Many a times Jesus calls us, many a times the Lord calls us to come to him, but we refuse. We tell him, we don't need you. We don't want you in our way. This is sad, but the Lord is still talking to us that we should come to him. He has given us five main points that we want us to list, to look into as we listen to him. The first one is that if you are a sinner, you are unfit to see God and to meet God. Friend, whatever sin that you engage yourself in, you can never see God. Because in Romans chapter 3 verse 23, it says that all have sinned. And we have short of the glory of God. So whenever you sin, it means that the glory of God is away from you. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 31 says that it is fearful things to fall into the hand of the living God. So whenever you sin against God, friend, you have no way to go to him. The second one is that God has provided salvation. Even though we have sinned against him, but he has given us Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Jesus Christ is our salvation. Whenever you allow yourself, whenever you call him to come your way, victory will be yours. In John chapter 3, verse 16, it says that God himself gave us a son. And whenever we believe in him, we shall not perish, but we have a life. Oh, what a joy. The third one is that God offers you salvation now. Today is the day of your salvation. Friend, yes, you have aborted for about five times. But today is the day of your salvation. You have even killed. You've killed your friend. We don't know anything about it. People don't know anything about that. But the Lord says that you shall come to me. He will forgive you no matter what you have done. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. Behold, Now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of your salvation. When you come to Him, He will receive you. The fourth one is life is uncertain. Life is uncertain. I could die today. As I'm speaking to you, I could die. You could also die. We have heard of coronavirus, COVID 19. It is frightening us. Whenever you see even your children, you are not able to go to them. Life is uncertain. You could be hit by a car anything you could be in your house and you'll die life is uncertain my friend prepare yourself to meet the lord life is uncertain just a step you could die as samuel first samuel chapter 20 verse 3 says and the last one is that prepare yourself because there is going to be judgment prepare yourself if you don't prepare yourself for the judgment You will not inherit the kingdom. You will be killed. Friend, prepare yourself well. The Lord needs you. He wants you in his way. He says you should all come unto him. He will forgive us all our sins, no matter what we have done. The judgment, he will say, Oh, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive him. Charles, he sinned. Yes, he killed. Father, forgiving him because he accepted me. Friend, why don't you allow yourself for Jesus to come your way I wish he comes my way today why don't you also seek him and ask him to come your way and he will send you back to your home the peaceful home in Romans chapter 6 verse 8 the dead even the dead will join us to go to heaven so even when you die you'll go to heaven may the Lord be with you as you prepare yourself take these five things seriously and your life will never be the same. Shalom. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Continue to speak to our minds and our consciences in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: We would like to hear from you. So call us on the number plus two three-five zero one five six one eight four nine. Plus two three three five zero. 1561849. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists P.O. Box KS 17564. Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. AWR
1: Ghana, voice of hope. Voice of hope.